1: On today's episode of The Bolts Broadcast, free agent frenzy takes a backseat to huge extensions. Be tuned. Season three, episode seventy-eight of the Bolts broadcast. Mike Mitchelson and Chase Croshaw joining you today. Chase, how are you on this lovely Wednesday afternoon and the first day of NHL free agency? I'm absolutely fantastic because
0: though there's been a smaller number of signings than in previous years in terms of the free agent signings, like even last year we saw that um, the first hour at 33, thirty-three signings. This year is only nineteen, so there, there's you know a considerably less or smaller smaller number of signings. We're seeing a lot of very familiar faces um, change places. We got some big name free agents still out there. Uh, you know, we're seeing my childhood favorite team, um, So a team I still support. You know, Tampa is obviously the, the team here that we're supporting this podcast. But I'm always gonna be rooting for for Detroit and the jobs Steve doing. We're seeing them um, make a statement saying that they're they're ready to com- compete for playoffs. We're seeing our Tampa Bay Lightning extend crucial players Mm -hmm. uh there's just a lot of excitement around the two teams that i support uh it's it's a ton of fun how you doing
1: Uh, i'm doing great even though i'm oblivious to probably like 60 percent of what's happened today so i'm coming off of work uh and at work i don't really check my phone so i've just seen it's been crazy so far i've seen some some tweets that chase has sent me with some signings obviously i know about the extensions here in tampa bay but when it comes to the actual big signings after the commercial break where you know league wide there's going to be a lot of them that we're going to talk about where you're going to get my instant reaction because i just don't know about it yet but chase let's start with tampa because we've got three massive moves what a day with them extending anthony sorelli eric Chernak, mikhail sergachev doesn't get better than that
0: no it does not at all uh you know, we'll start with with the extensions, and um, we, we had a couple of free agents we can talk about as well, but we will first start with these extensions because they're so large. Um, we'll, we'll start with, with the first one that was announced and go from there. First was Mikhail Sargachev, uh someone that we got uh, via trade with the Jonathan Drouin deal, and holy hell has that one worked out in our favor. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's been incredible. Mikhail Sergachev has been a tremendous D-man, and he gets a payday. Eight years, $68 million. That's an $8.5 million a year deal. It's a lot of money. Yeah. But if there's a defenseman that, you know, like if, if there's a young defenseman that maybe hasn't earned it yet, but that truly has a chance to still earn that, um, like, I don't know. I'm, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, Like, Sergeyev is the type of guy that is, is worth that money because he's been very sturdy. Uh, maybe there needs to be a little more offense, a little more defensive before he's truly worth that dollar amount. But, I mean, the, the kid's 24. Uh, defenseman, they take a couple more years to really reach their prime. Um, he's stepping into a great spot into his career where now he's being locked up until he's 33 years old at a great deal, especially if the cap to go, continues mm-hmm. to go up. Um, he's going to become a number one defenseman. It's just a matter of time. If Hedman wasn't here, he would be our number one defenseman. So he is afforded the opportunity to be the number two trusted guy. Um, gets gets a good payday. Uh, is going to be someone who is relied on for a lot of years in Tampa. It's just a it's just a fantastic deal all around.
1: Yeah, it's one where GMJB, he's projecting what Sergachev will continue to develop into and he's looking at it he's thinking looking at you know the rest of the uh, defensive market too because we saw what seth jones got we saw what Darnell nurse got all those guys he's projecting that uh mikhail sergacha will continue to get bigger and better and eventually this could come into a nice steal of a deal for the tampa bay lightning
0: oh for sure because at the end of the day in five years, he's not going to be in the top 10 paid defenseman. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be a top 10 defenseman. So it, that, that just tells you all you need to know right there. It, it, it didn't work out being a
1: great deal. And then another eight-year contract, two more eight-year contracts for both Sorelli and Chernak. Uh, we're, GMJB's going all in on these young guys. He's like, I want to lock them up. I want them here long-term. And uh, these were three guys that were you know up for uh, free agency come next year. No longer.
0: Yeah. I, and again, I, I think these are three tremendous deals. You can argue that Sergei is a bit, slightly bit of an overpay, um, but it's, it's going to be a payment for what I'm going to do. And Sorelli, you can look at the offense and be like, he's not a 60 point guy every single season, locked and loaded. Why is he getting this money? Well, it's because he is a top five defensive forward in the league every single year, at worst, on top of being a very reliable, um, you know, second line type center. He's just. A tremendous hockey player at 6.2 a year. It's it's not even a question. You locked it up eight years. Again, great value. Locked up to 33 as well. Then you move over to Chernock, who's getting 5.2 a year for an eight-year deal. Um, locked up till he will be 34. And this one maybe slightly a little rich, but at the end of the day, such a great shutdown offenseman. A really good guy to pair with the likes of of the Victor Hedmans and the Mikkelser Sergachevs of the world, where they can have a little more creativity offensively. So... It, this all becomes very worth their dollar They're all very worth the dollar amounts, and it, they will become very worth the dollar amounts here in a few years. Like, you know, if we even see the cap go up like $5 million in the next three, four years, mm-hmm. that that, that there alone is another player they can sign. These um, values look a lot better. I, I think at the end of the day, this is a big win for Tampa, a big win for JBB.
1: Absolutely agree. Uh, currently watching the TSN free agent frenzy. They got Kyle Dubas on right now, so they're not announcing, but... The 50th signing of today has just taken place, according to Frank Saravalli. Uh, David Perron officially going to Detroit for two years, uh, 4.75.
0: And do you have a sound planners or no? Uh, no. Okay, I just wanted to make sure that you weren't you weren't tripping yeah. me out here, but no, it's, it's not a big
1: deal. I'm, I was gonna I'm, turn it back on once Kyle Dubas got off because for, oh, I don't I, really I give a yeah I don't really whatever. care what the GM of the Toronto Maple Leafs has to say once they start talking more free agency yeah, yeah. and deals. For, for I was sure. gonna turn it back on.
0: No, for sure. But as as you just mentioned, I mean they're, the the guys that are moving faces incredible. I, I never th- thought I'd see the day where David Perron signed with away from the St. Louis Blues. He's yeah. signed four or five NHL contracts, all been at the Blues, mm-hmm. even though he's paid for like six different teams. It's just incredible, but he comes to Detroit, and you know I mentioned? It's the other team I'm rooting for on, on top of their other signings with um, Dominic Kubelik and Ben Sharat might have gotten a little bit more of a payday than I was hoping, but that them, Andrew Kopp as well. I mean, the Wings are, are saying they want to be a playoff team this year, and, and that just adds to, to the competition level of this division. Um, it's... The heck! Oh, that's my iPad making sound. <laughs> Chase's a, iPad going crazy. Thought I had the volume down for a freaking advertising came on TSN. So I uh, apologize for that, but it's really adding to the, to the competition level of the Atlantic. Um, really, there's only one team in, in this division that's not going to be pushing for a playoff spot next year. That's the Canadians. Yeah, some teams, sure, they're in better spots like us uh, in Florida. But you know, we're two teams that are in pretty good spots. Toronto, of course, as well. But. Health, you know, Detroit, Ottawa. These are two teams that were not really as much in the race, and they're um, they're they're saying we're we're ready to go. We're we're done rebuilding. Ottawa's been in this for for a bit longer than than some of these other teams have, but they, you know they're 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 ready to go. They 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 want to they want to win, and it's gonna make for more exciting hockey uh, this upcoming season for sure. I'm really interested to see how this is all gonna play out.
1: Yeah, uh, unless Yuri Slafkovsky becomes the best player of all time, uh, then maybe Montreal's in it. <laughs> I, I, which
0: I, I really hope they took him first overall and um, to play him in the NHL right away. It, it might not be the best decision in my opinion. I, I don't think he would hurt from even starting at least in the American League. Mm-hmm. But if they if they view his good enough to play in the NHL right away, that's awesome. Then that's that's great. I want because I want to see him play as quick as possible. And who knows if they really believe in him that much. Maybe he does become that guy. Maybe he becomes, you know, some people some people compare the, the play style to Yarmir Yager. Not the same ceiling, because you can't say anyone has a ceiling to Yarmir Yager. But the play style is the exact same. So if he can become that type of guy, score 70 points every year, and be a 40 to 50 point guy this year, I mean, that that's a nice addition for Montreal, that which will keep him from being the last place team in the league.
1: Yeah, and we do have a little bit of news on Yarmir Yager a little bit later in the show. So you'll want to stick around after the commercial break for that. Uh, Chase, let's swing back around to tampa's free agent signings i saw that ian cole one. was that the only signing or were there some that uh were a part of that 60 percent of moves that i just did not see
0: so we do have one more as well um so we do have that ian cole signing as you mentioned a one year three million dollar deal um you know it, respectable I, I don't have any um hate, hate against it i think i think it's perfectly fine but then you look at this one which i don't still haven't seen the dollar amount yet on this one um and it's still not updated on TSN, but Vladislav Nemesikov coming back to Tampa, hmm. you know, our original Tampa selection. Um, he's you know called called Tampa home for five years, I believe it was. He's going to be back playing a middle six role, and I got to imagine it's a relatively cheap deal, $3 million or less, and I'm all for that. I think that's really nice signing. It does, though, kind of confirm that Andre Palat, who is kill, still currently sitting as a free agent, is gone. Yeah. Um, he will no longer be with the Tampa Lightning. And if you're going to get Go for a, a replacement type player. I think Nemtsov is not a bad option. It's again, like I mentioned last episode, you know, teams try, could try going the money well approach this year and stuff, and try, you know, that's what Tampa would be doing, trying to go with some cheaper guys.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think it'd be the kind of same thing between um, Nemesikov and, and Colton. You're kind of hoping one of these guys can really step up, take that next, um, you know, like, like kind of take over that role for Plot, not necessarily to that level, but may, maybe maybe one of them can. Who knows? Um, but I, I do like the signing, especially if it's three million dollars or less.
1: Yeah, I, I kind of like it because you look at Ian Cole, you look at Amesnikov, they're guys that can play a similar role to that of Ruda and Palat, yeah. obviously on much cheaper deals, though. Um, watching TSN right now, and they're talking about the Maple Leafs, and they're like to-do list in the offseason. And the first thing was address the number one goaltender situation. And had a check next to it, and now they're showing Matt Murray and his stats. <laughs> yeah, so
0: that, I wouldn't call that a check. They they have um they they have Matt Murray. They also have Ilya Samsonov. I don't know if you yep. saw that or not. I did. Um, they didn't address the number one goalie. They they have like two one and a half goalies. Um,
1: but to be fair, I mean, if this was back in there's twenty, no,
0: there's no camera there today.
1: Back in 2017, <laughs> when uh, Matt Murray's just coming off of his second Stanley Cup in a row.
0: Sure, yeah. Thinking
1: Matt Murray and Ilya Samsonov like. That is a goaltending room that yeah you, you think you'd go you get seventy
0: wins yeah but then their careers have played out exactly so yeah um and I, I still really like Simpson up I have a lot of faith in him as a player Matt Murray has shown he can do it so maybe he can kind of rebound and and Matt Murray in all fairness when he's gotten the opportunities in, in the playoffs has been a very very good playoff goaltender. If Sam Sonoff carries lower than the regular season and Matt Murray comes in in the playoffs and becomes that guy again, then that's great for Toronto. Like, that'd be a perfect deal, and I'm sure Sam Sonoff would want to play more, especially if he played 50, 60 regular season games. But, like, if that works out for Toronto, then that could be enough to get him over the hump. But whatever they do, they got to do it quickly because if they don't show that they can get past the first round here in the next couple of years, I mean, also <laughs> Matthew's time is it's getting closer and closer to UFA, and I'm feeling less and less confident by the day of him staying there.
1: Honestly, the more I think about it, the more I think Austin Matthews obviously uh, his draft year went over to Switzerland. He's missing that college experience. He, he wants to go to he Arizona does. State. He does, and really feel the true college atmosphere. Uh, let's swing back around to Yan Ruda. We talked about Andre Pilat not being anywhere. Yan Ruda he signs with the Pittsburgh Penguins. He yeah. stays within the conference. Uh, a nice little deal for him, just under three million. I'm not sure if I would have paid him like right there at that $3 million mark, but uh, he, he gets money, and good for him. I think the number's
0: fine. It's an, it's um, The term is, I think, what deterred Tampa away from it, where Ian Cole, you have to bring him in on this one-year deal for a little more money, but it's just a one-year, you don't have to lock him down. You can hope you get some younger guys that are stepping up. Um, so I think it makes more sense to go the Ian Cole route for for Tampa's case, but... I don't think it's like a harsh deal for for Ruta by any means. I mean, he, he's he's a number six defenseman on on a, a legitimate playoff team for sure, mm-hmm. and you still need your number six defenseman to be a quality player, and I think Ian Rudaba is that quality player. So if Tampa would have kept him, I wouldn't have been mad by any means. But I, I think that Ian Cole kind of fits a little more of what they're going for.
1: Yeah, I feel you there. Uh, all right, we are going to go to a quick commercial break, but on the other side of the commercial break, gonna be talking about more signings around the league. And uh, also give you that news on Yarmir Yager. Uh, quick update: TSN just showing the depth chart of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Who cares? Which I mean, it's TSN, so we kind of understand. But at yeah, the same time, like come on.
0: the Toronto Sports Network. Yeah, exactly.
1: We'll be right back. The action never ends at the DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, the DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN, only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Shout out to our friends over at DraftKings. Thanks so much for sponsoring the show. Any sports betting needs? Make sure to head over to the DraftKings sportsbook. And Chase, I gotta say, right off the rip before we you know hop into some more signings and all that, I'm pretty impressed by us. Not gonna lie. Why
0: is that? I
1: mean we we had the ad playing. We were talking. We were listening to the TSN broadcast. Like th- there's so much going on on uh, at that you know one and a half minute stretch. We had three different sources of audio, the ad read, TSN, and then ourselves. You, you but, can just say
0: that that we wake up in the morning, piss excellence. Yeah,
1: it's just, it's going without a hitch, unless TSN's picking up on uh, on the recording. That'd be tough. Let, let's be quiet real quick. Hey, we're good. Let's nice. go. Not picking up on the recording. So, uh, good things over here at the Bolts Broadcast, but... Chase, let's start off. Yarmir Yager, we teased it at the beginning. Is he coming back to the NHL? He might be. Puts out a tweet today.
0: NHL GMs, I am also free agent. Once again, six foot three, two hundred and sixty-five, two hundred sixty five pounds. Fifty years old. What? Slow but strong in good hands. Can bring experience and like to play only home games. Call me anytime. Also is the owner of a hockey club in Czech League. I am looking to sign a defenseman. No jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so so Yags is teasing, you know, I'm ready to play and if an actual team gave a call, he one thousand percent would sign back, but it's not gonna happen. Like mm-hmm. it, it 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 just can't. He, he fifty years old, two hundred and sixty five pounds. I think that might make him
1: the heaviest player in the league legitimately. An absolute chonker. Yes. That, how how heavy has he played when he was over here before?
0: In the two thirties, two forties. Okay. But it's 20 pounds when you're also 15, 20 years older. Yeah. That's a lot.
1: It is. That's a lot. Yeah, I think without Dustin Bufflin, he probably would be, though.
0: Yeah. I don't I don't know what Chara weighs in at. It, right. it's Probably around, right around that range. Yeah. So that would be cool if, if a team did sign him. Like, I'm not going to lie. If Tampa just wanted to throw him a league minimum deal just for the hell of it, like, he would never play. But mm-hmm. just to say that he's on Tampa it would be so cool. Right. I'd like to see Big Buff
1: come back, too. He has no desire, desire
0: to play hockey. He didn't desire to play in the NHL when he played.
1: Well, yeah. He retired to what? Go hunting? and He retired and to B. go
0: live in the woods and just been off the grid ever since.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But it was fun watching some of his oh, hits. It, w-
0: it was awesome because he played like, yeah, I really don't. Like, I, it's, this doesn't impact how I live my life. I'm just here. I'm just going to be here, be here, screw around a little bit. So he just ended up screwing around a little bit and murdered people in the ice. It's mm-hmm. great.
1: All right, Chase, so let's talk about some big moves in the trade deadline, obviously. There's some I don't know trade so, deadline, or not the trade deadline, the free agent frenzy. Yeah, uh, so you're gonna have to walk me through some of this. You've got complete control here. You're the new host, okay?
0: Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Well, so we, you know, first I, I, I guess, I guess let's start with the um.
1: one from yesterday.
0: Let's say start with with the, with the rookies. Oh, okay. Cause so right now we're seeing some rookies get signed, which is which is pretty cool. I'm happy to see that. Um, you know, like so far we, we've we've seen first overall pick, your signed in Montreal. We've seen fourth overall pick, Shane Wright sign in Seattle. We've seen sixth overall pick, David Urichak, sign in Columbus. Eighth overall pick, Marco Casper sign in Detroit. Those are the biggest names so far. Uh, we're seeing more and more guys get signed too, but th- you know th- those guys are all people that I think. You know, if they can't went to their team's camps, would would have a shot at, at competing for a roster spot right away. Um, I think that Slavkovsky and Wright are the safer bets to make their teams. Um, you know, maybe not um, Juracek and Casper, where they need some more time. But it is good to see that you know we're starting to see the rookies get signed. And I do think that. We're going to see more guys play in the NHL right away this year than we have uh, the last couple seasons. So th- that'll that'll be good to see. And any comments on that before we move on?
1: Uh, I think it just shows the depth that this class had. And, yeah. you know, w- we highlighted that when we were coming into the draft that the top-end talent might not be, uh, you know, generational like, la- like next year or, um, you know, the Rasmus Dahlin and Svechnikov draft, you know, so on. But the depth in this class really showed out. There was, you know— Fifty players that could all have a big impact for their teams. So to see yeah. them all come in and you know get signed and compete, you love to see it.
0: Absolutely. So we we could do we could do things a couple ways here. Um, I'm going to talk about trades first, but just I, w- I want to get your opinion for what we're going to do for free agents. So you okay. want to? We, we can talk about every single every single thing and go off it very quickly, or we can just highlight the ones that TSN labels as major signings. I think we
1: should do the major ones. Thank
0: you. Yes. Okay. So absolutely fair, but. A couple of trades have gone on so far. Um, you know, first one is Ottawa Senators trading Cam Talbot to, um, or trading for Cam Talbot from the Minnesota Wild in exchange for Philip Gustafson. Um, you know, just two goalies swapping homes. Both guys are going to play in the NHL. Um, it, it lets Cam Talbot have a bigger role than he wants, and it lets Philip Gustafson be a good complimentary backup to uh, Marc Andre Fleury. And, you know, he'll hold that role for at least this season. Next season, we'll see what happens with, with Walstedt. Um, but I think that's just, you know, a, a solid move for two new faces to get different opportunities.
1: Yeah, and. I don't remember if Gustafson was a, a 2017 draft pick or, you know, 16 or 18, but Gustafson drafted by the Penguins, I think, when Marc-Andre Fleury was still on the Penguins as well. So now they're going to be in the same room, just different teams. Yeah, look at that. So fun, cute.
0: Fun enough. Um, next, Pavel Zaka traded to the Boston Bruins in exchange for Eric Hala to the New Jersey Devils. I like Pavel Zaka significantly more than Eric Hala. I think Eric Holla is a very solid NHLer, but I still – Watch Pavel Zaka play and still see that he has it in there to be a very impactful player. It hasn't really worked out in the NHL for him, but he has the strength. He has you know, the shooting ability. He has enough of a, of a skating skill set. He's good enough physically. It, it can work. He just needs the right opportunity. and That could have very well happen in Boston. It, it really, He really has to get played in the top six. I think if he gets played in the top six and you let him play with a couple more skill guys, maybe let him play on the wing. Um, see what he can do with Marshawn and uh, see what he can do with Birdron see what he can do with Passernock, see what he can do with Taylor Hall. Who just just you know, see what he can do with some of those guys. I think that could be a pretty good trade at the end of the day for Boston. The
1: sixth overall pick in the same exact draft that Passernock was selected, you know, later on. That could be uh or was Passernak twenty sixteen? No, he was twenty fourteen. Oh, well Zaka's twenty
0: fifteen. Or no, twenty fifteen, excuse me.
1: Okay. Uh either way. Pavel Zaka, I think uh, it could be a lot of fun to see him and Pasternak play together. I like the size as well, and uh, hopefully he can figure it out because you and I very high on him when he was coming in.
0: Absolutely. Next trade: Patrick Namath with a second round pick and an optional draft pick, uh, to the care or the Arizona Coyotes. Excuse me, in exchange for Ty Emerson to the Rangers. That optional draft pick is uh, um, that Arizona can choose the 24 third round pick or the 26 second round pick from the Rangers. So you can have a more re- more like upcoming pick and have it be later round or wait a little longer and have it be a bit earlier. I would just take the second round pick, even if it is further away. Um, like you're, a guy you're drafting in 2024 in the third round has probably the same timeline as a guy you're drafting in 2026 in the second round. Like they'd play in the NHL at the same time. So mm-hmm. just take, take the higher draft pick. Maybe you can flip it for something when you're trying to compete more. But this is just a cap dump, uh, not really anything too crazy
1: yeah uh I think I'd agree go the second rounder instead of it's interesting to think about though
0: it is it, it's 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 two varying philosophies where you want you want the asset in the building now or do you want the chance at the higher potential asset and I would rather like right. the chance at the higher potential asset for sure the final trade big one uh Brent burns Lane Pedersen are moving from the San Jose sharks to the Carolina Hurricanes in exchange for a Stephen Lorenz to Makaniami and a conditional third-round pick in 2023. And the San Jose Sharks are also retaining 33% of Brent Burns' contract. So that's a big move. San Jose, they would definitely like to move on from Burns, like to move on from Vlasic, like to move on from Carlson. Um, if they were going to keep one of those three, I think they'd prefer to keep Burns. But the reality is no one wants to trade for those other two
1: guys. Yeah,
0: Eric Carlson, if he was making half the money he was, yeah, a lot of teams would want to trade for him because he is a great offensive player still. Same thing with Mark Eric Vlasic, making half this contract, Sure. But they still want salary retained on top of those being half. And right now, you can only retain up to 50% of a salary. So those moves aren't really that feasible. So this one makes sense. Well, let's Mike Greer really try to put his own stamp on the, on the organization. He's trying to change things up. He's more committed to... A retooling, I think think it's more of a retool than a rebuild. They've already got some young prospects in. I'm trying to get a couple other younger assets in, clear up some cap space, and maybe be ready to go in a couple years. So I think this deal works out pretty well for both teams.
1: Yeah, and I'm really excited to see what Mike Greer does with the team. I mean, just so far, the way he's changed it a little bit. I'm a big fan. Yeah, really excited to see what he continues to do. Um, we know what his brother has done with the Miami Dolphins, uh, outside of, you know, selecting Tua over Justin Herbert, yeah. most of the stuff he's done over there has been really well. So uh, excited to see that. And then also Brent Burns to Carolina, how big do you think that's going to, uh, impact the team? Obviously we know they lost Tony D'Angelo. They bring over Brent Burns is a guy that can, uh, play a little bit both on the offensive side and the defensive side. what do you think?
0: They're getting a much better defenseman. That all they're doing is sacrificing a fourth line player and potential players in terms of a, of a goalie and a third round pick. It, it, it's a great deal for Carolina. Um, it just treated like like a free signing where you're out where you're essentially giving the guy you know five and a half million dollars in free agency that 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 works out quite well. Uh, he's very worth that money to, to Carolina, so I think that works out
1: quite well for them. And Burns getting a little older. You think he's still got it at all left in him?
0: Yeah, I, I still think he's a very um, usable player, very reliable player, someone that you could play top four minutes and have zero concern against any team in any situation. Um, you know, as he gets older, it's gonna start breaking down a little more. But I think as of right now, especially the next two years, which is really the kind of the window that they're working with, mm-hmm. I think he's a really nice complimentary piece to try to help push him towards that cup run.
1: Okay. Carolina, one of those teams that has seen a lot of success in the regular season. But when it comes to the playoffs, they're they're always meeting up, up against someone that is just getting the better of them. Whether whether it be Tampa, the New York Rangers, uh, they haven't been able to find that playoff success. I'm sure they're hoping Brent Burns can help them find that. Okay. Let's now move on to region signings. Yeah, yes, yeah, Um We'll
0: go with with a couple of really quick quick re signings. Valeriushkin, eight year deal, six point one three cap at forty nine million dollars total in Colorado. That sucks. I really wanted to see you go elsewhere. I mean, same. I, I he, he's legitimately my favorite player in the NHL right now um i i just i love everything about the way he plays the game and he's going to continue to thrive in colorado they let him play the game that he wants so it works out great but i would have liked to see him go somewhere else and see if he could continue it and maybe even improve on it but Mm -hmm. fair enough ricard raquel six year 30 million dollar deal five million dollar cap hit to stay in pittsburgh uh bit high for me a bit rich he's someone that needs to play with a Pass first type center in order to help him generate offense. He can't really do it himself, so it's a bit rich to me, especially if Crosby starts declining. And at first, it looked like they didn't have Evgeny Malkin, and that made it even more concerning. But as we learned, Evgeny Malkin does ultimately resign in Pittsburgh, four year, twenty four million dollar deal, twenty four point four to be exact, six point one million dollar cap hit. Um, you know, four years is the number that he wanted. Takes a lower cap hit than he would have gotten in free agency. He would have gotten paid two three million dollars more in free agency, like without a doubt. But he wants to stay in Pittsburgh. Wants to play with his best friend Sidney Crosby. Um, he, he, he want, wanted to stay home. So now it makes Raquel deal feel a little bit better. Um, Pittsburgh is still a team that's trying to push for that playoff spot, trying to push for a cup still. Uh, it's tough with their team being a bit older, but still holding on to these two guys, it definitely helps their cause.
1: Yeah, I saw that Jay Fresh talked about how the Penguins are paying big money to two right wings that really need help from the middle and they only had one guy and then the Malkin stuff came out and that was great to see. I, I saw a Penguins fan say, um, Evgeny Malkin says he's testing free agency. Sidney Crosby. He's just testing my patience yes. or something like that. So <laughs> yeah, that, that was pretty, pretty funny. funny, but, uh, I, I'm glad they stuck together. It would feel weird.
0: Yeah, for, 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 for sure. Um, time to move on to the actual signings. Well, one final re-signing, I guess, technically. Evander um, Kane. Evander Kane. Yeah. He does sign a four year extension with a 5.13 cap at $20.5 million in total. That's a very nice value for Edmonton. I mean, he played so well in that top six but with dry and with McDavid. He, he's going to continue to do the same. It's a really good player for what they're trying to uh, achieve there.
1: Yeah, I like it. Yep. And uh, he he even announced on Twitter. Yeah, he, he put out the tweet announcing yeah. it, which great.
0: Good for him. The first signing of the day, Jack Campbell. He joins the Edmonton Oilers five years, uh, $5 million a year. So a five by five, $25 million total. He is going to be looked at as the answer. Um, they now are going to be rolling with him and Stuart Skinner as Mike Smith is probably going to retire and Miko Koskinen is gone. So I, I I like that signing. I think it's a guy that's definitely you know worth taking taking a chance on for Edmonton.
1: Yeah, I I think that's much better than Mike Smith and Miko. I mean, it, it shouldn't even be like I think it's just no no. It, it's it's night and day. Like yeah. if if they had
0: Jack Campbell, even though he struggled the second half of the year. They 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 had a chance to be it have a chance to be Colorado where, where before they really didn't. I don't
1: I don't they'd really want to see yeah. I don't really want to see Edmonton have success though. So I don't know if I
0: like I want I want to see McDavid achieve something in his career other than just being the yeah go to a different team. That's not going to happen though. You know it's not. <laughs> um, the biggest move of the day Claude Giroux. Three year deal in Ottawa, six point five a year. Um, kind of goes back home. That's a summer home. He's going to go there, be a pretty, pretty big part of the offense. Ottawa cementing that they are intending to compete for a playoff spot this year.
1: Yeah, Ottawa. Brennan and Claude Giroux, Alex DeBrincat at the tr- or at the draft. Excuse I keep wanting to say trade deadline. Got no idea why. Um, so hey, they're they're really trying to make that push. Uh, with, you know, Thomas Shabbat obviously being their lockdown defenseman. You got some young players like Tim Stutzla. I don't know. I don't know. TSN saying that they think uh, Ottawa is the one to knock out Boston rather than the likes of Buffalo or Detroit.
0: And it very well could be. It's a team that, has a little more star power now, like Detroit's star power is still super young. Like, like their two star players last year were both rookies and they're looking to improve on that second year where Tim shoots. again, he's looking to improve on his, his first year going to a second year. Thomas Shabbat's a star star so defense. they got Brady Kachuk. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they've, they've got Drake Bass. And they got a lot of the right things in place. So they very well could be that team to do that. Uh, one, one more extension that we'll mention here as it is, you know, unless as a major signing as well. Uh, Robert Thomas, he signs an eight year deal in St. Louis, sixty five million dollars total, eight point one three. Um, you know, we'll move on to talk more about the free agent stuff, but this is a pretty obvious signing at the end of the day for St. Louis.
1: Yeah, I did see that. That was uh huge. Big huge payday. for St. Louis. Yeah. Uh
0: Vincent Trocek leaves the Carolina Hurricanes, goes to the New York Rangers. Uh, replaces the departed Andrew Kopp who went to the Detroit Red Wings. Vincent Trochek signs a seven-year deal, 39.38 total, a 5.63 cap hit, and Andrew Kopp signs a five-year deal with the same cap hit, but a $28.13 million total. So Trochek to New York, Kopp to Detroit, I think both these are just fits that make total sense. You know, I, I could have seen a case where it was the opposite, where Kopp re-signed in New York and Trochek went to Detroit. So I, I think, you know, th- th- this is far from surprising.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think Trochek... Uh like if you asked me yesterday, I probably would have been like, I don't know, New York Rangers or something. Yeah, it, it, just, it just it just seems like a fit. Yeah,
0: it does. It really does. So I think that's a very nice signing by them. It's, it's a relatively safe salary to pay him as well. To um, Nick Letty, technically non-extension as he did hit the free agent market, but he does sign a four-year deal with the St. Louis Blues, sixteen million dollars in total, four million dollar cap hit. He played he played pretty well for them actually. Um, He was a bit of a defensive liability in Detroit. When he went to St. Louis, he started playing a lot better defensively um, because he realized he had to play more of that role, didn't have to really try to provide more offense like he had to try to in Detroit, and he played a lot better. I probably still wouldn't have paid him this much of this long, but whatever floats your boat.
1: Yeah, I don't really have a problem with it.
0: Fair enough. Ilya Mikheyev leaves the Toronto Maple Leafs, signs with the Vancouver Canucks, a four-year deal, $19 million, 4.75 average. I think this is... A pretty nice signing for Vancouver. Um, someone who kind of came into the league and it was a bit unexpected. Like, like what, what is he gonna provide to the to the Maple Leafs? What is he gonna provide as an NHL player? And ended up being a really sturdy just middle six winger, someone that you you can trust big minutes to if you need to. And I I think his His payday reflects that. His 32 points and 21 goals for 53 games, that can be expanded upon when he plays a a longer season. When he plays with some different players in Vancouver, he's going to have a pretty big role. This has the potential to really go either way at the end of the day, though. This could be one where it's like, ah, they probably should have signed to this, or this could be one it's like, wow, what a deal.
1: Yeah, this is the first one that I, this is the first, you know, big one that I didn't know about until now. And yeah, I think McKay have a bigger role in Vancouver and uh, I'm actually excited for that. I want to see, what he can do with uh, a little less help around him. When you think about, you know, the star power that Vancouver has compared to Toronto, but uh, you got a much bigger role. Some more minutes over there in Vancouver.
0: For sure. Um, Then Darcy Kemper, goaltender for the Washington Capitals. Now Uh, he was formerly a goaltender for the Colorado Avengers. This one is rumored for a little bit, a five years, 5.25 cap at twenty six point two five billion in total. I would have, probably prefer to keep at least i so enough to be honest um especially because it would have been a cheaper deal mm-hmm. but whatever if, if this is a guy that you trust then go with it i don't think it's a bad cap it for someone you can believe can be your number one goalie but i just don't know how much faith i have
1: so it's kemper and vanacek now
0: no vanacek got traded to new jersey so it's kemper and i don't even know
1: oh boy yeah interesting yeah. Very so,
0: so whoever you know, whoever the the back goalie is, might be there. Um, it could be Phoenix Copley. Um, I, I, you know, I can't think of it right now. You got it on the Google machine. Uh yeah, I'm looking up right okay. now. Um, so while while you do that, we will um start to move on to the to the next people. While while you look for that, um, Arturii Lekkinen, he ends up signing an extension in um, or I guess technically it was a signing, just a free to signing in Colorado. Five years, four point five cap at twenty two point five in total. Played fantastic when he showed up in Colorado. In Montreal, he was always using correctly, always used a bottom six player, even though there was legitimate draft capital spin on him in his viewed as someone who was a legitimate potential offensive threat. Showed up in Colorado, became a Valerian Shushkin light, performed a little less offensively, a little less defensively, but put up eight goals in the playoffs and still was a great shutdown type winger. So I've got zero issues with this cap hit. Uh, Colorado's done a great job retaining a lot of their players. Sure, Nas is still out there, and it's gonna be tough trying to fit him back in. But they've done a great job retaining the guys that they have needed to so far.
1: Yeah, they really have. And I want to swing back around to the Capitals. Looks like Charlie Lindgren is oh, going yes. to be there. He, he did
0: sign today. That's right. Yeah, they're gonna be yeah. their new backup. I don't. I don't. And I don't hate that. I think he's. I think he's fine. I don't think he's someone who's like, oh, he's a great backup, or he should not be a backup. I think he's just fine.
1: Yeah, so. I. I can't remember the Vanek trade. That was just last week, right?
0: Yeah. It was just pretty recently, but uh, anyway, uh, I don't remember what it was either. Um, It wasn't any crazy assets, Mm -hmm. but the next major signing is listed by TSN. Ben Chirot gets a four year deal, 4.75 in Detroit. Um, You know, we talked about it a little bit already. We mentioned that Detroit is making moves. It's just, it's a lot of money to pay. Ben Chirot, a guy that I've never been a fan of, um, but this does offer you stability. Offers you a legitimate defensive defenseman. They didn't have one of those, you know. Last year, Mark Star, Dana Kaiser was their defensive defenseman. Yeah, that's that's not what you want. So, for what Stevie's trying to build, it makes sense. You know, we saw this type of player in Tampa. Um, you know, he he is he's definitely a couple steps down from an Eric Turnocker, Ryan McDonough, but like he tries to play a similar type of game, to like a, like a mix of those two types of guys. Um, he he's gonna be nothing more than like your number three defenseman at the end of the day, is what is what you're hoping. But if the cap goes up and he ends up just doing, you know, what kind of what I, I just explained there, he's just you know a, a solid number three defenseman. This will be fine.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's okay as well. Um, money a little bit high, but when you look at the Detroit Red Wings last year, like he would have been the second or third best defenseman. Easily. Oh, for so.
0: sure, he would have been number two behind Sider. And yeah. um, at at the end of the day, they have so much cap space to spend that like it really isn't that big of a dent. You need um, some of
1: these guys. You need some of yes. these type of guys.
0: So there's one more listed major signings, but I know there's a couple of others that I do want to talk about. So I'll talk about this last major signing, then we'll move on to those others. Andre Burakovsky signs a five-year deal worth $27.5 million in Seattle. It's a 5.5 average. 61-point season for him. Um, had a great year in Colorado. I think he is a very talented player. I don't know if I would have given him this money, honestly.
1: Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean... Seattle. I don't know exactly what their cap situation looks like, but I can't it's, imagine it's terrible.
0: No, it, it's got to be pretty open. Yeah, so which is what makes it feel a little better.
1: Yeah, it makes it feel better. And if this guy can come in and uh, be on the side of you know Shane Wright or or Matty Baneers, that could be a lot of help. So
0: yeah, so you, you got. I got to imagine that um, Jared McCann is going to be playing more wing this year. So you're going to have Jeremy McCann, who's a little more of a, uh, when he comes to his offense, is more of a goal scorer. Yeah, Burakovsky is more of a goal scorer. Manny Beniers is a bit of a goal scorer as well. So you're going to have to try to figure this out. You're going to have to try to find someone who's going to be a legitimate playmaker to play with. You know, I, I would just assume that um, that McCann and, um, and Beniers, they just seem like they, they'd be the fit together other to me, so you have to find a legitimate playmaker for them, and then Burakovsky plays Shane Wright and whoever else. So don't expect this team to be any good next year again. Like, there's right. there's not going to be. They're they're taking more of a process approach because they kind of have to. They put themselves in the situation, but there's nothing wrong with that either.
1: It's almost like, uh, they just made all of the wrong decisions when they were doing the expansion draft.
0: They they really made like five that I was like, oh, that's 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 what I would have done. It was about
1: it. Yeah. Who was the what team was it where they just took a no name defense? They took man?
0: Gavin Bayreuther from Columbus and didn't sign him.
1: Yeah. So they just took nothing from Columbus when
0: Max Domi was there for the taking. Yeah. It's, it, it was very, very confusing to me. Great job. Yeah. But a couple of other signings, you know, I'll rattle off a few and then we'll talk about um, any of them that are a little more important. But Phoenix Copley signs a one-year deal in L.A., um, presumably to be a number three type goalie for them. Andre schuster a one-year deal with Minnesota to be a, about a number seventh defenseman. Um, we will talk about David Perron here in a second signing with Detroit. We're going to talk about some other ones at first. Uh, Sh- Sheldon Rand Paul signs a two-year deal in Vegas. I think he's someone that... Could be a borderline NHLer, he's at the age where he has to do it now or he's not going to do it. But I think he's got a chance to be a decent depth guy. Nick Batan signs a two year deal, um, 1.5 in total in Minnesota. Uh, maybe they can maybe they view him as someone who has a chance of being a potential borderline NHLer. Uh, Kale Clegg signs in Buffalo, no details on that yet. Dan- David Redditch signs as the backup goaltender in Winnipeg. Uh, then we see our neighbors, brothers, little brothers, whatever you decide to call them. They signed the Stahl brothers. Eric and Mark Stahl both get uh, deals. So originally I saw that it was um, Eric Stahl's was going to be a PTO, but right now it says he's making 750 So Eric and Mark Stall both making 750 k for one year, um, just as kind of nice little death pieces. And then another one for Detroit, um, they did sign for Dominic Kubelik. Um, so Dominic Kubelik, David Perron uh, to add to their big day. So those two guys, I want to talk about them, talk about Detroit. Um, you know, we, we talked, we talked about it already that they're going all in, but I do really want to emphasize the point of it's exciting, you know, being in Detroit. I know people around, around here are very anxious for them to be back to being a playoff team. I, I truly did think though, it would have been better to, to punt one more year, and try to get a shot at, at Connor Bernard. That's clearly not going to happen. And I'm happy that at least happening now than like them surprisingly being better later in the season. Cause you'd rather know that they're trying to go for it now and then maybe fall a little bit short than have them. Look like a team that's not really trying to compete, and all of a sudden they end up with like the tenth pick, and you're pretty annoyed.
1: Let me ask you a question here. If we see, I don't know, like tomorrow or or two days from now, that Johnny Gaudreau is heading to Detroit. Oh, are we changing our thoughts?
0: Oh, they're 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 all <laughs> in at that, that. They're all in at that point
1: because I, you know, I've I've said this for a while that I think Detroit is. One more like elite talented forward. Uh, so you know, if they were to punt one more year and be able to grab uh, a Mishkov or a Dvorsky or a Bedard, like that would send them to that next level, be a very promising young team. As of right now, they don't have that, but if they were to add Johnny Goudreau,
0: they it, have it. It was like, like on, um, I think it was on ESPN's broadcast today. I think it was Kevin Weeks that said, you know, Patrick Kane and John the Taves, these guys are obviously going to get moved out of Chicago. Seth Jones as well. Um, You know, that's something that we're going to see more of probably later on in the summer, but I got to imagine these guys are going to be moved. What if Patrick Kane got traded to Detroit? You know, he's lived in Detroit since he was 13. He played at youth hockey here, played at the NTDP before he went to the OHL. What if he came to Detroit and I was like, that would be that would be super exciting. Watching someone like Patrick Kane play with Dylan Markin, mm-hmm. same thing with Johnny Gaudreau. If if he got to play with Dylan Markin, that'd be super exciting for Detroit fans. It'd be exciting around here. It would make you know our rivalry between Tampa and Detroit a lot more fun. It just makes it so I can really enjoy those games a lot more because those are my favorite games to watch. With them being my top two teams, like once the home opener last year, Tampa won seven six in overtime. That was. Maybe the best game we've ever been to or hockey game. It was just super exciting. They're always fun. And if Detroit could be that talented, it would just make it even more fun.
1: Yeah, a very exciting offseason so far. And I know Detroit fans, like you said, clamoring for the wins to get back to the playoffs, but also very happy where the Pistons are at, where the Lions are at. So uh, they're not as hopeful with the Tigers, but no, uh, overall they have a very positive outlook over here in Detroit. Uh, just need one more piece if you yeah. really want to be like super talented, ready to go. Um so
0: so, so it's really and it, it's good I do, you know, before we like it's that's pretty much all, all the all the big things that for to talk about. The final point before we move on, I do want to talk about um Chicago. They, they do gotta trade those guys. They gotta they gotta trade Caden tapes and try to trade Jones. Like they just have to. Yeah. Um today they've signed Andreas Athanisio, Max Domey, to both one year three million dollar deals or yeah, both are three million dollars. So when you see they're trading out guys like Alex Dabrinkat and um, Kirby Dock, and they're bringing in those two players, or they bring in Colin Blackwell as well, how do you look at that as Patrick Kane, John, Jonathan Taves to be like, you know what, I'm okay staying here. Like You have to be ready to go. You have to be ready to move on. Yeah. And Kane, I think almost every team in the league would find a way to make it work if they could. Taves, I don't think that's the same case. I think you'd be a lot more limited. But, like... I, I think there's about about a 5% chance both these players are on the starting roster for the Chicago Blackhawks. So where do you think would be a fun fit
1: for Patrick Kane? I mean, <laughs> there's some like dream scenarios, yeah, well, but
0: let's go let's go realistic because he's not gonna show up in, in Tampa Lightning uniform anytime soon.
1: Right. Hmm.
0: I I've got one in mind because Detroit would be a lot of fun, and we, yeah. we can see him in person more often too. But there's one in mind that Really sticks out to me. Um, he is from New York. If he could end up in Buffalo, he's kind of from that area. Oh. Um, a team that is starting to kind of get on the rise. Um, it, I, that just that adds to that elite four that they really need with the young D core, the young goaltending that they have. Mm-hmm. Where that would entice a free agent or two to sign there as well. If they say they traded for, let's say that if they traded for Patrick Kane right now, Johnny Gaudreau might sign there the next day, like, like legitimately. <laughs> and, if, and if they just got Patrick Kane and Johnny Gaudreau in, in the building just out of nowhere, they're automatically legitimate contenders
1: yeah uh i was thinking i know for a while johnny gaudreau has been linked to new jersey i don't know what's happened with that but if that were to fall through patrick kane plus jack Hughes, that'd be a lot of fun
0: it'd be so gross oh that'd be so much fun i really want to see him play with with another elite forward as well Mm -hmm. someone that has a similar type of skill set um it, it, it's it's definitely. I think he's going to move. It's going to be tough um, to make the deal work. The Chicago's probably going to retain a bunch of cap, but at the end of the day, if they are if they're willing to retain fifty percent cap, which they probably need to to get themselves to the cap floor,
1: mm-hmm. I
0: think they'll get a phone call from almost every team in the league.
1: And Dominic Kubalik, obviously, we know, signed with the Red Wings. I'm interested to see what happens with Dylan Strom as well. Yeah, he's, two guys he's still that they just start walk.
0: Yeah, you know, there's a lot, a lot of. A lot of names sitting out there. Dylan Strome, as you mentioned, Ryan Strome, his brother is out there as well. Uh you, you go look at Nazem Kadri, he's still waiting on a deal. Um John Klingberg and big defensively waiting on a deal. There's a lot of pretty large names out there that are going to be legitimate impact players. Um top players in your lineup that are still waiting on deals. And wish we could share that news with you now, but unfortunately we just don't have that news.
1: Yeah, Darren Drager actually talking about Nazem Kadri right now. But uh just talking about what Nazim Kadri might be working or looking for, I should say, uh, no, no links to a team yet. So
0: yeah, it, it's that's where that's like the one question I have is I don't know what feels like the right fit for him because I got to expect it's someone that has the cap, but he has stated he only is going to a competitive, ready to win type team. Yeah, he's not going just to chase a bag, so it's hard to find a perfect fit for that right now where, where teams currently stand.
1: You know what I wish? What? I wish that they give they gave uh or colorado i should say gave the money to kadri because that just feels like a really good fit to me
0: oh it's a perfect fit it really is Valerian
1: and then nichushkin could go elsewhere and really you know show what he could do See that, that, i wish that was the case
0: that would have been my dream scenario but also at the same time i would prioritize nichushkin over kadri so i understand why they did that especially mm-hmm. sentencing me a cheaper doll, dollar too so fair but it would have it would have been more fun to see that scenario happen cuz kadri was really I uh, just like he, he fit Colorado's play style so unbelievably well. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see where he ends up. It really is.
1: All right. Well, that's it. We have, or that's all we have for free agency as of right now, obviously going to keep the free agent frenzy from TSN on. So if we have any updates, we will let you know, but chase let's move on.
0: Absolutely. Um, I don't know why I wrote where will big games go. Yeah. Meant I, I saw mean, that. that to that's to why names. I threw it to you. Yeah, Cause me, I'm me, like, me, me, meant to say names. So we kind of talked about that there real quick. Right. Um, you know, where do we think they're going to go? Don't we don't really know? Um, but it, you know, we, we got one really thing that I kind of do want to talk about. Um, before we move on, is everything we've seen so far from the end of the season, the end of the Stanley Cup playoffs till now. What team do you think has made the biggest splash, the biggest impact, the biggest difference so far?
1: The biggest, not the most.
0: The biggest. Which team do you think has made? For better or for worse, the biggest changes to their to their franchise.
1: Well, I I think that Colorado and Tampa have done a really nice job retaining, but retaining isn't changing.
0: It's not it's not very splashy,
1: right? So Detroit has a has a real a real bit at that, but I think I might lean Ottawa just because of the star power that they yeah. brought in with DeBrinka and Giroux.
0: You know, I, I do agree. I think Detroit is a team that is in a, a very good competition for that. But Ottawa right now, just the level of talent they brought in is incredible. And the team that has made a splash, as we talked about them already multiple times for the wrong reasons, is Chicago. Yeah. But the reason they made a splash is because they're, you know, if if, if they were like the Titanic and they, they crashed into the iceberg and fell into the ocean. that That's the crash, they, the big, big splash they made, you know. Right. Um. It, it's it's And unfo- be-
1: Unfortunately, they're looking like Jack right now. Not... Uh-
0: I, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I, I couldn't t- even tell you the last time I've seen that movie.
1: It looks like they're sinking. It does yes. not look you like. Know, uh, they, they
0: are not swimming. They're not floating. They are yeah. sinking. Um, but it is also an intentional sink. They are trying to um, get get a young team. And they said today that they would play with a team of full 21-year-olds if they need to. They don't care. So they're that committed to, to finishing last. Mm-hmm. So fair, fair. So so they're making splashes for the right reasons, if that's what they're trying to do. But it's been a very eventful um, stretch of the last couple of weeks. Even you know, just just seeing the draft go the way it did with some of these trades have gone on. Some of the free agents that are still available. Some of the free agents that have signed. It's been a lot of fun in the NHL landscape.
1: Uh, watching both the NFL and the NHL super intently. The NFL has always been the more exciting. Uh, off-season to watch, re-agency. There's just so much movement in the NFL. The NHL this year has really, really been competitive with the NFL because the moves, the draft, everything has just been phenomenal recently.
0: Absolutely, and and NHL GMs, at at the end of the day, yes, they want to win hockey games. They want to build their hockey teams the best way they can, but they do understand they are operating business, especially the guys that are in the same roles of of GM and president. And a lot of people do have that dual role. This is a business you are, you are in in charge of you're, you're you're in charge of budgeting. You're you're in charge of, of ticket prices. You're in charge of all all this stuff. You're in charge of a lot more than just signing, trading, drafting players. And people don't really realize that it's a lot more involved than you think it is. And this is 1000% something that comes up in the GM meetings every single year. It's how do we as a league, become bigger in, in you know in, in the landscapes of sports in North America and really the world and the excitingness of the offseason is a lot of what drives the NFL because you always know that there's big names in new places every single year mm-hmm. <laughs> hockey it wasn't really always the case especially the last few years and it's something that I really think they have realized and made a point um to try to you know r- really emphasize that we we, we need to make bigger splashes, make more of names for ourselves. And you've seen more players move. You've seen more trades, seen more, more guys in free agency. You've seen bigger paydays. You've seen the stuff because these gyms talk to each other. It's like, we, 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 we just, we have to do better. If if we make more money for the league, become a bigger name, we're going to have bigger salary caps at the end of the day. So these signings are going to work out better in the long run, blah, 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 that type of stuff. It's 1,000% when they're talking about, Um, So this isn't just a coincidence. I think this is a trend that we're going to start seeing more often at the NHL.
1: I sure hope so. Because it's been really fun. Uh, One more thing from me uh, before we move to hockey name of the day. I mentioned earlier that Johnny Gaudreau linked to New Jersey for a while. Have you heard any more on that front with Johnny Gaudreau specifically? There
0: hasn't really been anything on Johnny Gaudreau at all.
1: Unfortunate.
0: Yeah, watching the broadcast all day, they really didn't have anything to share. But... New Jersey makes a lot of sense. Philly makes a lot of sense.
1: Um, no, no. Well, in okay. terms of
0: because they said it's a family decision. Why is even Calgary? So th- that's
1: why those two teams make a lot of sense. But you've mentioned at least off air to me about the Philadelphia Flyers. Oh, it's time for them to just.
0: It's it's time for them to blow it up and rebuild because at the end of the day, you're you're not even a top ten team in the East. So like you you you, you got to really shake things up. Yeah, you just signed Couturier to that extension. Maybe trade them. Yeah, you got Ivan Provorov. I'd try to hold on to him. Um, but maybe even like like a Travis Connecting type guy, maybe see what you can get for him. Um, like the, the move, on a couple, move on from a couple of players. Get some draft picks. Take a couple of years to really retool and be ready to go. Don't go out and spend money and try to do what Chicago just did and try to keep yourselves alive. You got to keep yourselves afloat. You just got to realize that it hasn't worked out. We need to make adjustments. We're not going to be a team that can compete right now. We need to be a team that can compete in the future when some of the teams that are trying to compete right now end up ultimately flopping because at the end of the day, 90% of the leaves in a flop.
1: You hear that, Flyers? Don't sign Johnny Guitreau. Exactly. All right, cool. Well, if you don't have anything else, Chase, we can move to hockey name of the day. Let's do it. Olegs. Sislanikovs. Uh,
0: there you go. <laughs> Nailed Oleg's it. Sislanikovs. You definitely had to think about the one. It's it's I a, did. a little, little tricky looking at it. Yeah. I was um, going to say
1: Sissa at first, but I'm like, there's not an A before the L. Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: so. So Oleg's he is a 25 year old Latvian forward who has signed in the Liga Magnus, which is the French league this season. He played last year in Ukraine. Um, was a pretty decent player, point per game guy. He's gonna go play in the top league in France, which is a solid league. You know nothing, just unbelievable by any means, but it, it is a solid league. Um, uh, if you can go look at his you know past production, different levels, he was a pretty good player in the Latvian Pro League, pretty good player in the Alps League. Was a pretty good junior player for Latvia as well, but hasn't really made any international appearances um, since then. You know, as an adult, he hasn't. You know, they've got enough players playing in the KHL and stuff where um, those guys are making the those international teams more. But now that he's going to the French league, it's a bit more respected league than the Ukraine. Maybe he's someone that we do see in the international level for Latvia, um, which now that um, you know, now that Russia and Belarus are teams that aren't. Um, what's it called, that that aren't allowed to participate in international play. We're going to see definitely more of Latvia in international tournaments, so maybe someone that we'll see more often.
1: Yeah, and you and I talk about hockey minority countries, how much we love it. Yes, I've got a soft spot for yes I know you're a big,
0: a big so. guys. That's why I, I try to find them when I can.
1: Absolutely love it. All right, well, that's gonna do it for the show. I want to thank you so much for coming out, Chase. Hit him on the outro.
0: Yes, as always, we'd like to thank you guys for listening. If you want to check us on Patreon, support us over there. We would really appreciate it. If you want to follow us on Twitter at Bold's Podcast, that's at Bold's Podcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. Podnet. you're at go follow WMP on Twitter. WMP Sports Pod. That's WMP Sports Pod. Make sure to the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You can find all the podcasts on the network right there. Boom, click the logo. That's an easy peasy lemon squeezy. Wherever listening, if you can rate us five stars, send us your com- questions, comments, concerns, we really appreciate it. Brave dude. Do, do not forget to use code THPN. It's time for us. Thanks
1: so much for stopping by. We'll talk to you next time.